Good morning, South Africa, and everybody else who happens to be listening, and everybody with data, all protocol observed. Welcome to Sipping Tea with Timmy Meraki. Um, today, funny enough, I'm not sipping anything. I think uh, it's because I'm overwhelmed and moved and currently still in a state of, of some kind of flux of thought and emotion because of the young lady who I have invited into my studio today. Ladies and gentlemen, the young lady before me is a director. She is a designer of stage things. She is a, even, she can even manage stage things, <laughs> ne? ne Jade, yes. And she is a, she is a visionary. She is, she's an exciting mind in this country as far as I'm concerned. Um, the little bit I know from doing a little bit of homeworks is that she's from Cape Town and she is the recipient of the Standard, ba- Standard Bank Young Artist. Uh, award for 2015 2016 2016 oh so you win it last year then this year you do your play so you are for 2016 so the guy who wins it this year is actually for 2017 oh so the year in which she won it was 2015 (laughs) but she is the 2016 because that's the year that the national arts festival then gave her money and said here's money show us how brilliant (laughs) you can be without asking for it Am I correct? A little bit, yes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Jade Bowers. Hello, hello. Now, sipping tea, guys, before Jade uh, introduces herself to you formally, uh, sipping tea is not an art show, but I, and, and I do, I do acknowledge that over the past couple of weeks, it's been me and arts and performers, but that's because that's a space to be in right now. I am, <laughs> I'm in a creative space, me. I am taking in other people's work in all shapes and sizes and forms. And this particular woman put on a show that my husband was cast in. And my curiosity was peak number one in the role he got because my husband, I've seen the roles he gets. He's, he's, <laughs> he's generally the comic relief, you know, he's something light. And this woman saw something in him. That I think has only ever been seen once by the man who cast him in a million colors in the role of this gangster who literally necklaces people and kills people for fun. Jade, tell us, tell the peoples, Scotched, before we even get into Scotched, Mm. tell the peoples, who is this young lady who brought us Scotched, who then went, you had people crying, heaving, crying. Like before I even watched your show, I was like, I must pack tissues so that I'm ready. But also I must pack uh, shoes for walking in case I want to walk because your play is so, it's, it's, it's so, what's the word? It, it, it is so, nobody takes it in emptily. Mm. People respond to it in a definite manner. They are definitely touched. They, or they are definitely moved physically or <laughs> figuratively. <laughs> Talk to me. It, you know, Scorched is weird like that. Mm. And um, talking about the roles, and mm. this was one thing that I really looked at when casting, um, was for people to get the roles that they don't normally get. Mm. And I, um, you know, it really bothers me as a colored woman 
is I'm so sick of colored women playing the fishwife, yeah. the comedian, <laughs> the crazy woman, yes. the, you know what I mean? The strut mate who's just up to start a fight. Exactly. And then must stick in the accent. Exactly. Like, we all already exactly. have accents. But exactly. now she must thicken it on stage. Exactly that. Not thick enough. And and so hearing you say that in Baden Paul is that that's why yeah, you know, and yeah. that's what's also exciting for me. I mean, the cast are these amazing people. Yes. What a cast! I mean, I'm honored that they even agreed to work with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, <laughs> listen. It's it's been amazing, yeah. and I mean, you've seen them on stage. I've seen them. This woman it's, has Ilsa Klink. Uh, for some of you who don't claim people by name but by face, she was on Isi Dingo for a while. Um, you, she's a very easily recognizable mm. actress. What else has she done? She's done quite a, a bit of. She's TV. also in Heidi at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she's also doing um, that Brecht show. Um, yeah, she's huge. That Amy Jeffter did, yeah, yeah. yeah she's, she's working huge. all the time. She's huge. She's amazing. Uh, you've got Impositude, obviously. You've got Amira Patel, who yes. is, she is like just, the qu- quintessential queen of theater. She who is, just uh, published a novel. Published a novel. Outside the line. And she's sexy, guys. She's sexy. She has a baby. She has a sexy husband. It's like Amira, really. <laughs> like, she can't lose. It's, it's upsetting. Mail and Guardian, top Mail, 200. Listen to this. Like, she's just hashtag winning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and her husband is in the play as well. Jock is in, and mm-hmm. he's a beautiful man. Beautiful soul, beautiful. Just, so much. And the talent. The guy is a mover. Like, he moves. You guys don't understand. Like, you could be going, yeah, but me, I don't care about theater. Guys, you should see this guy move his body. Then you go, but my body is joking. Here. My body's playing games here. Um, who else? Uh, yeah, uh, Sheree Halley. Sheree, yes. Uh, yeah, we did what? It was the first time I saw Sheree. I'd heard a lot okay. about her before, but I'd never actually seen her perform. Mm. Uh, we did What the Water Gave Me mm. uh, two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so she came to audition for me as well. Mm. And what and the water gave me is actually one of the productions you've done that had people raising their eyebrows and going, must watch out for this Jade Bowers girl. It was. I think since that moment, yeah. it's just kind of been a roller coaster ride uh. until now. Uh. Um, that show was also deep and meaningful. <laughs> uh, written by Rihanna Abrams, uh. Cape Tonian as uh. well. Um, and yes, I mean, it won a Standerbank uh, ovation award, a, a silver, silver award, a silver yeah, ovation, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we brought it back last year mm-hmm. uh, with when I did Tin Bucket Drum with Warona Siene yeah. and Matthew McFarlane also yeah. did Tin Bucket Drum, who's now doing the music for Scorched. Nice. But you, you've, nev- you've never, you've it's never, auditioned me though. You've, oh, you've auditioned everyone. Uh, you know, if your agent sends me things. Then you see the things mm. will be to make the things not to happen. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um. Did you tell my agent? I must tell you, actually, my mother in law came to watch your show in Grahamstown <laughs> and she won the prize. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for people who are wondering what she's talking about, we did a play called Tease and people won a gift pack which included uh, <clears throat> sex toys. Yeah. So I think she came out there very red <laughs> and embarrassed, <laughs> like laughing it off, you know, ha, 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 yes, ha. Yes. But I'm sure it went with her home. I was going to say, know? I was just, was just clutching onto this thing. Like, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> Leave it alone, it's mine. <laughs> 
That's brilliant. And I'm sure she'll listen to this and be like, no, Jade. No. Stop <laughs> lying about me, Jade. <laughs> I gave it away to a needy woman. Because <laughs> I never saw it. I just heard about it. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So, so your excuse for me not seeing the thing and you trying to digress and take me to please. Is, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, I will come. You will cast me one day. Don't worry. Um, but scorched, guys. Mm. I want to talk about scorched. We're gonna get into you. Let's let's mm-hmm. let's get scorched out of the way. For anyone who wants to see this, if if you've if you're not into theater, you've never been to a theater show. I would strongly recommend you come and see this. If you're a lover of theater and you are a nitpicker and you you want <laughs> to be satisfied, watch this show. It is currently on. At the UJ UJ Art Center Theatre yes. on Kingsway Campus mm. in Auckland Park, mm. um, it's running from tomorrow, yeah, seven thirty until Friday. It's the last show, seven thirty, and there's a matinee on Thursday the fourth at twelve. But people can watch today, right? Tuesday. Uh, yes. From today oh, until sorry, yes. when do you close? Tuesday. Friday. Friday is the last show. Friday is the last show. And there's a matinee on the Thursday. A matinee for those who are not in that way educated. A matinee is a show that happens during the day. So <laughs> <laughs> if you have a gap in the day, what time? What time? What 12. Time? 12. Midday, yeah. Midday on Thursday. Thursday. Midday on Thursday. Please go and watch this show. Trust me. You know what I love about mm. Scotch being on right now? Um, cause there's so many themes to it, but the big thing is how anger begets anger. How mm. we can even on some level, it feels like genetically passed down anger and pain. Yes. And you look at this country where the, the, when you look at the conversations, when you look at the, uh, racial Tourette's, mm. racist Tourette's that happens, you, you, you get that sense that as a people, we don't realize that hate is begetting more hate. Um, we think, oh, we've moved on so far, yeah. but then there's still <laughs> so many layers of pain and anger to get through. It's so, you know, I think we don't realize that. We've come out of war. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that's what really touches me about this place, mm. that it speaks to us right now. Yes. And how do we as a people, as a family, as individuals move forward? Mm. Because we've passed down. I mean, what? I wasn't born during apartheid. Yeah. You know? I mean, I was born in 87. Mm. So just at the tail end. Mm. And, and yet we still feel those angers, those mm. hates, mm. those... Even just the unknowing, mm. because I've never experienced it, but I feel all these feels mm. about racism, about violence, about our society, mm. and um, and how do we move past that? How do we heal? But now, when you speak about this whole race thing, because mm. um, you know, one thing I also loved about Scorched is it doesn't lay blame anyway. Because you know, here it's mm. easy to play the ba- the blame game, um, but. In Scorched, you go in war. War is war. It has its own rules. Mm. It has, you know, the people who come out of it and have to move on out of it don't even have, they don't even have that privilege of laying blame somewhere else. It's all about the work they need to do internally. Mm. Um, because they, beca- you become so broken. Your soul is broken. I don't think human beings were made for war. Mm. Yeah. What what made you pick Scorched now? I mean, we're going into elections. I'll tell you why I say this because um, I was listening to you know these politicians cutting on and on, and I got annoyed when when one of the things Zuma said was um, when you're voting D and you don't know if they're black or white. 
Yeah. I'm like, that's not the language of today. Why? Why? Why mm. are you? That for me, you, it sounds like you're, you're campaigning in the 80s and we are sitting in 2016. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that cannot be a standpoint mm-hmm. today. And then here's this play that goes, we all have this residual cuck that'll come back. Yeah. And she says, actually, uh, the main character, Nawal, says mm. in her testimony that you are responsible for me and I am responsible for, for you. For you, yes. And I think it's something we forget mm. as a people. Mm. Um, and don't even get me started on politics. I still don't know who I'm going to vote for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we have to vote. And the tough thing vote. is we can't not vote because then you don't vote. Yeah. And a and, and non-vote is nothing. You are You are... A flaccid penis. <laughs> That's what you are if you don't go out there and vote. You need to vote. A spoiled vote says something. Yes. Agreed. And a proper vote says something. So you need to say something. Mm. You can't sit at home and not vote. Yes. And even a strategic vote. Yes. A strategic, a vote. strategic vote. Like, I don't like this guy, but by voting for this guy, I'm putting fire under that guy. Yes, exactly. Therefore, yes, yes. Because my issue is, now we're talking politics, but my issue is, I don't want to vote for the ANC. Mm. But I really like Parks, man. <laughs> Parks is doing such a good job. <laughs> so now who do I vote for, right? You, you should try my strategy. <laughs> you should try. You know what I do? Funny enough, when, when it's wards, I'm like, in this ward, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to find out who's running this shit. Yeah. I like what you do or I don't like what you do. If I don't like what you do, I'm getting the next guy. I couldn't give a rat's ass which party you're with. Tell me mm. who the guy is, then I'm going to think mm. about him and his team. You know what I mean? It's when it's national that I'm screwed. There, yeah. I start having sleepless nights. With these, these small ones, I'm like, I can deal. Cause yeah. I know it's more, it's closer to home. It's a community I care yeah. about. And I, it's, it's easy for me to find out what's going on. On a larger scale, I won't lie. I think everyone in politics right now is a complete and utter cuff up on some level. And we need to, you need to find which of the, of the two is a lesser yeah. evil. I'm sorry. I think they're all just the same creature. I agree. No. And if I get another SMS or phone call from the listen, listen, you know, it's like, I have to be honest. (laughs) And I I actually, I feel it's it's a personal choice that I will never actually be overt about who I'm into, who I'm not. Mm. But I was sitting there going, (laughs) you know, when a guy hits on you, (laughs) like he hits on you now, you're like, okay, I'm going to go think about it. But then he's WhatsApping you and then he's on Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram. And then he's also calling your maid because then he has your maid's number. And then he's calling your mother as well to tell your mother how much she loves you. Can, 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 can she convince you to say yes? You're going to say no because now he's freaking bugging you. Yeah. Like you had me. You've, you talked me into saying yes and you've literally managed to talk me into saying no now. And the worst thing is that the people who call you don't even know what they're talking about <laughs> because now if i have time okay you know i'm that person yeah. if i have time yeah. i'll have that conversation yes, with you yes. and i'll be like yeah but look at the western cape and you have make toilets without doors and yeah. they're like no 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 but then they don't actually know how to respond to you so they yeah. can't even sell it to me and that's what makes me even more and they're so called, sell it right yeah and they're sell so-called it. gentrification where i'm gonna be like talk to me about how you are not um packaging a displacement of people mm. 
and calling it gentrification. Just be honest, because for me, gentrification would mean you know those colored folks who have that little business on the on the corner. Mm-hmm. You're including them in your plans for this little farmers market you've got, and you're not going to charge them a rent that they can't freaking afford, so that they are forced off this place to make the money that they need to make. Oh yeah. Promise me you're not giving someone ten thousand rand and saying I'm, I need you to move out of this flat, and then they're excited because they know poverty. Ten thousand rand sounds like a lot of money. The ten thousand rand finishes. Now they're living in some in, um, informal settlement somewhere because the ten thousand rand is finished, oh, yeah. and you are. Making ten million off the flat that you took from from them. You see what's happening in the book up. Yeah. Yeah. So so for me, and this is why I say, you know what? Right now, this country can't afford to vote on color. It can't afford to vote on emotions and past. You need to vote on what is happening and what you can see in front of you. And it's hard to paint the whole country with one paintbrush. Mm -hmm. I've been to places where ANC is doing beautiful work. I've been to places where they are cuck. Mm. The same thing with the DA where I'm like, this is overt racism or this is covert racism. And this is a a, a party that represents a new country. You know what I mean? So it's, it's it's a fuck up. But that play, Scorched, Sorry. I, want to, I want to take it back to Scorched because <laughs> yes. I feel like that's what Scorched does. It goes, mm. there is no black and white. It goes beyond that. It's about people. Yes. It's about family. Yes. It's about whoever you are. I mean, even even the, although it's kind of set Middle East, Canada, yeah. where it was written, yeah. it doesn't name it's a real everywhere. place. It's so none of the places mm. that are named in are real places. Mm. Mm. And for me, when I'm reading that, I'm like, actually, this is South Africa. Mm. Actually. Mm. Mm. And um, and you can't even, I mean, they talk about refugees. I yes. mean, everything is so relevant. Yes. You can't uh, remove it from yourself. Mm. But when I speak about black and white, you know, I'm mm. talking about the lines. You know how lines are blurred. Some people mm. think there's good and bad. There's yeah. nothing in between. It's this way or that way. There's nothing in between. And then I watch this play and yeah. I go, there's something in between. There's so much in between. You have that line with your doctor. There's, I love how the doctor now explains the people killing each yes. other. And he starts with, no, this one killed this one for revenge on that. But this one was killing that one because of revenge. Re- yeah. And then the revenge goes back and back and back and back. And, you, and then mm. he goes, yeah, at this point I lose the story because yeah. I don't even know where this started. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, but even, I mean, if you look at the way the characters are framed, mm. no one's a good guy or yes. a bad guy. People have the issues and yeah. they have the history yeah. and they move forward. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they say, uh, one of my favorite lines in the play is, the, the brute and the rapist will have his origins in love. Sure. And the in turn, that love rapist. story have, will have its origins in violence and rape. Oh, say that again, please. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. The what? What? Oh, now I forget some. Um, <laughs> the brute and the rapist will have his origins in love, and in turn, that love will have its origins in v- rape and violence. Sure. That is intense. That is. How how <laughs> how did your cast? You know, I I wanted to have a cast member here, but then I was like, mm. hey, let me not push people too much. But how? How do you get them to go home mm. lighter? Because after watching the show, I literally went, how has my husband managed to come home and not be heavy mm. and depressed? Because the subject matter is actually quite heavy. Because, I mean, I left there feeling like I need to phone my dad mm. and go, I'm so sorry. I've been so pissed off at you <laughs> for so long. I realized there might be a whole backstory to why you are the way you are. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it got me thinking about that, that a lot of us will call our mothers, fathers, assholes or whatever. Mm. We're angry at them for whatever reason. Not realizing these are people 
three-dimensional like us who have their own history and past, mm. who have to deal with their own parents and their own realities. And what we are getting is the byproduct of whatever they've been through. But all we are seeing is what they put us through. Yeah. It's intense. And I think that's the life of an actor. Mm. I think they give their vulnerabilities on stage. Mm. Um, and it's, and it's a discussion that we've had numerous times in rehearsal mm. is how, how do you leave it behind when you leave the theater? Mm. And I mean, we do a few techniques or whatever, but really, it really is up to the actor to leave it behind. And I say, we keep our little boxes, mm. you know, inside. How so everything goes back costumes? into the box <laughs> and then you close the lid when you go home and you open it when you get on the stage. How did you get them to trust you like that? Uh, it's a strange process. I, I don't think that there's one way. Mm. Um, a lot of talking, mm. a lot of sharing, mm. and a lot of delving into characters. Mm. Um, yeah, I can't even explain. I was actually having this this idea because I was speaking with Gita Patha mm. about how do we document our process? Because mm. I think as South Africans, we tend to read so much about you know European and American yeah, processes, yeah. and how do we take ownership of our own processes mm. and document them mm. in order to you know give them to other people and yeah. to dissect process and i was yeah. thinking how do i do that i don't even know but it's something i'm willing to try <laughs> was it was it a big um shocker for <laughs> you moving from western cape to Gauteng? because um i asked this because uh i, I spoke to another artist from cape town and mm. he said to me he just went, oh, it's a comedian actually. Mm. And he said to me, when he's doing com comedy in Cape Town with the Capetonians, it's just, it's all fun and light and it's mm. fluffy, you know, you can handle it. And he said, when he comes here, he feels like everybody's an activist. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's some kind of, you know, campaign. He missed, <laughs> he missed the memo. Um, I enjoy Joburg so much. I don't think I could move back to Cape Town. Um, I suppose it depends on what circles you're in, because mm. I feel like everyone's an activist, yeah. and I think we have to be. Yeah, you can't, you can't be yeah. placid or well, flaccid. Flaccid. Yes. <laughs> but would you, would you say, would you say, um, in terms of integration and mm. your your real world, Joburg. your oh wow, Joburg. Okay, <laughs> Joburg, hands down. Yeah, I think that's what I enjoy and what I felt moving here. Did you grow up around I'd everybody, or did you grow up in in terms of Cape mm. Town? Were you very colored community, colored school, mm. colored friends, colored flame frame of reference, or did you, because you went to university, get to? Actually, I went to a previous Model C school. Oh. We we actually moved in 1992. Okay. And um, so I grew up with a lot of white friends. Oh, actually, okay. uh, and I mean, I'll tell you a story. It's funny. Well, I think it's funny. <laughs> Is when I came to school. So I, I, I mean, I started sub A in 1994, mm. and I was one of the very few people of color in that school at the time. And I came in, and people were like, "Oh, Jade, are you colored?" And I was like, "No, I had no idea what it was. Oh, wow. I, I know, I was, I was. That was, you know, I didn't know the difference. Yeah, yeah. because I." I'd grown up with my family, you know, yes. cousins and, yeah, the, yeah. you know, colored families, also the 20 million cousins yes, and yes. those are all your friends. Yes. And so it was a strange thing for me in the beginning. And then coming to UCT, obviously more integration. Mm. Um, and then I came to Joburg because I went to Wits to yes, study my honors. Yes. And, like, <laughs> and then I was like, yes, this is <laughs> South Africa. Where have I been? <laughs> you know, 
want like a real integration yeah. and not just with with races but also different countries like yes. meeting people from Zambia, yeah. Botswana, yeah. Mozambique. You get a taste of everything. Love it. Yeah. I love it so yeah. much. Yeah. And do you find politics of identity with colored people? Because I mean, I, I've mm. noticed that in your plays, you you have cast a lot of um color colored mm. actors and even your choice of writers and stuff. You've gone for people who have a mixed heritage. Mm. You know. Um. Did you find when you came to Joburg that then it becomes mm. the Joburg colored versus the Cape Town colored versus the the blacker colored mm. to the whiter colored to the colored colored because oh. for me I feel uh. like and you have to understand my my questioning comes from a place where um I think when I was in university everybody was finding themselves yeah because the country was kind of the angst was starting to die down a little bit but identity became a huge thing mm. Where it was like the chlada with the blow ua <laughs> is hanging out with the white folk yeah. because she's closer to them. And then the one with the kris and the criminal cops, they're all coming to the blacks because they feel like closer to those guys. Mm. But if they're going to date, they're going to go as far up the white as they can in terms of color line and stay as far away mm. from the brown as possible. So I, I wondered, is this like a reality when, mm. when you've grown up, like you say, with your community that doesn't make you question who you yeah. are? And then you end up in a community where everybody, it's important that you know your place you know for me it's again it's not about the black and white it's yeah. about the spectrum yes and so i think now i'm also just in that age of also questioning yeah and what is my identity who do i identify with because mm. as you say in in the cast there's a lot of colored people but mm. not all of them identify with being colored, being colored yeah. and i was actually just having this conversation with grace about do you self-identify mm. and if you don't self-identify can you then speak on these issues? Uh. And it's a very hardcore question, actually, because you're going to so many different layers and yeah. layers. Um, so for me, it's about the spectrum. Mm. And the work that I do, I like to try and speak to that spectrum. Mm. Because, uh, you know, as colored people, uh, whether you're from Cape Town or Joburg or wherever, and I think I hear this so often is we're not black enough. We're not white enough, mm, you know? Mm. So, so we, how, how is that colored experience different? Mm. Um, and as a marginalized people, mm. because again, we're not part of the mainstream mm. talking, mm. you know, the, the, uh, the discourse on race. Yeah. It's always black and white. You know, and they forget, hi, we're here too. <laughs> We've been here. <laughs> but that's because everybody, everybody picks. We pick, we go, ooh, I'll take this one. It's a little browner. I'll take it. You can identify as us. And then I was like, okay, we'll take these ones. They sound a little bit more like us. So we'll take these ones. Um, uh, yeah, so for me, it's it's about the spectrum and, and showcasing that on a mainstream. Mm. So how do you take the fringe whether it be of society, of mm. storytelling, mm. of theater, mm. and put that on a mainstream. Mm. Just mm. to open this conversation. Because would you have had this conversation with anyone else? Exactly. Right? Exactly. So just to open that discourse yeah. and be like, hi, this is our culture. Yeah. And we, we go beyond the minstrel, yeah. you know, going down the road, <laughs> uh, you know, singing the songs. Because you know what I, I feel is we're all, we're all saying we want to move forward and this mm. legacy of apartheid must be deleted and erased mm. and whatever. And I go, but we're still, uh, we still name ourselves and identify ourselves based on apartheid guidelines. Agreed. Colored term, black term. Mm. Those terms are terms that came with apartheid when they needed to box everybody so they knew where to place them physically on land. Yeah. Now, if we're saying we're trying to move forward and we're trying to integrate and, you know, just identify as human first, 
those titles don't they kind of need to mm. fly i agree i mean it's uh, it's so difficult because it goes without them how do you readdress mm. what has happened mm. and then yet how do we move beyond them mm. and it's such a a deep rooted question because also because it was so long i mean it's only been 20 odd years mm. you know mm. people think it's a long time it's mm. not, a long, not time. a long time it's not a long slavery time slavery ended when in america and that's still an issue you know yeah. and so and so it's such a loaded question and something that you can't give an answer to mm-hmm. but something we can talk about mm. and so i mean I, we got a a review now just the other day i think yesterday um, saying, oh, but it doesn't answer any questions. But art's not there to answer your questions. Yeah, but it's there to, to pose questions. And to make you question as well, because you're probably not even questioning. Yeah. I think whoever this reviewer was probably wasn't questioning <laughs> anyway. And then suddenly found themselves questioning, going, but mm. now I'm questioning. <laughs> Where's the answer? Yeah. Oh. And, and there aren't answers. There's just more questions. Hmm. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a break. Now you can see Dwemaraki can also be an intellectual. How deep is this conversation? That's Ricky. What's his name? Ricky Blaze. <laughs> you guys should check out this guy. Like his music, I found him by accident in Paris, and that's where I encountered this song. I'm still hanging out with Jade Bowers. Hey, hey. talented, talented young lady, um, who's the director of Scorched, which is happening at the UJ Arts Theatre. Indeed, in at, at the University of Johannesburg campus on Kingsway. Indeed, indeed. So don't forget yes. that tomorrow is a public holiday because yeah. you only have to go vote. Yeah. So you can most come watch the show. Watch the show. At 7.30. At 7.30 p.m. Or you can go vote and then come and watch then the show because we still yes. have another show yes. on Wednesday so, at 7.30. So, so reward yourself by watching Scorched is what this young lady is telling you right now. <laughs> and take it from me, guys. Trust me, you want to see this play. I will, hey, if you go and watch this play and you're like, oh, this thing, Oscar, come to me. I'm going to pay you back whatever you pay to watch that show. <laughs> I promise you, this show was amazing. Um, but don't forget that it's long. Just to warn long, you, it has an interval. And bring, bring a blankie. Bring a blankie. The theater is cold. It gets cold. I sat there with my little throw. I have never been more grateful because I was like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm riveted. But I cannot be freezing. It's very so, cold. Yes, it's quite cold. But there's a bar. There's a bar where you can buy things that will warm you up. But don't be drunk because then you'll miss the point of the play. <laughs> <sighs> but it's it's awesome. Mm. I, I honestly, I enjoyed it because also, you know, um, sometimes in theater people try to be too clever. <laughs> no, I'm serious. People try to be clever. And I think also with with uh, young artist winners, you know, mm. I think there's also that pressure of you've been named as this great Yo, thing. the and, pressure. And now you must live up to this thing. The pressure. But the way you did your play for me after watching it, I was like, this chick literally went, 
Thanks for the money. Let me show you. Me, I'm gonna do me. You didn't go. You didn't go. Oh, this is this is why they made me this thing. Like you, the lightness of touch, and the performance of 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 your cast, the lightness of touch and the choices you made because you let that text do its own work. Mm. But it's so beautiful. It is. And I must say that what does help mm. is that the National Arts Festival team and Standard Bank. Mm. I'm not just saying this because they're the sponsors, but they are so supportive. Mm. And so it's not about, you know, they give you the space to just have to worry about the work. Mm. You know, you're not worried about how am I going to pay this person? Mm. Do I have space to do this? Mm. Can I do this? And they're like, do whatever play you want to do. And then, and they support it. But you had the coolest freaking director ever, uh, festival director ever. That's why. Completely. I mean, finding out he was leaving for me was like, hey, whoever's stepping into your shoes has a hell of a task ahead of them. Completely. And yeah. I have no bias at all, but I think Ashraf's going to do a great job. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I'm I hope sure he so. will. Um, but it's, it's, it's like a, a, a president has been set, mm. really. I mean, I, I left theater because I was like, me, I want to have a lot of money, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it's a space I played in for a while. Mm. And then I went, but I, I want the cushy life. So I'm <laughs> going to first make my money and then come and play in the theater. <laughs> when oh, I can afford to do I these things. I understand these things. You know what I, I mean? I understand these. I mean, I have a full-time job. My friend. <laughs> my friend. Plus, I have three children you now. You need to pay the bills, Yeah, it's, it's almost like I knew I would have many children <laughs> and that I would like nice things. But it's, it's, it's a space where I, I really think, you know, when people switch on the telly, mm. we can all almost automatically guess what we're going to watch. We know what we're going to watch. We know what we're going to hear. But I feel like I want to encourage people to watch theater because that's the one space where you can still be completely surprised, mm. where you are transported, where there are no tricks to, to transport you to those places. There's no tip. All what you're getting is just physical bodies that are doing things to you. Huh? You're sitting in a space like you don't get more 3D or 4D than that. What you're <laughs> paying at IMAX, you pay a fraction of that to get that kind of experience from completely. Hey? And I think what is so amazing about the cast, and especially that first half, you don't even feel it. Mm, mm. So enthralled. I was surprised when we went on. I was like, <laughs> isn't it already? Oh, Okay, I'm not ready. <laughs> and I literally never left. I did not mm. leave my seat. I was like, yeah, but it can't be in Tavali. Oh, it's in. Okay, well, I'll wait. I'm here. I'm here. I will, this will, because I feel like when people are outside and then the theater's empty, they, they go back in slower. So if they, they get the sense that, hey, it's about to start, people are sitting, then they come back sooner. So I was like, I'm not mm -hmm. moving. I'm staying right here. But then you watched the whole setup. I did. It was nice. <laughs> It was nice, but also to see the sheer focus mm. of, of, of your actors. Yeah? And you got my man to sing. Oh my, I'd forgotten how beautifully important. I have to tell him to sing more horribly. Oh, really? Like, he sounds amazing. Right? I have to keep he telling him, like, nice. more. Or was he trying to some cut? Shame. <laughs> but you can say, you know, although on the other hand, what I enjoyed, and I don't want to, I don't want to, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. But the person, <laughs> the person who's the character who sings when he sings that mm. for me, the, I found a beautiful tragedy and juxtaposition in him sounding good. It's like, it's, it's, it's you like, know, you, you could have been on idols, man. You could have been on idols. You are killing people. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, the, because uh, again, that thing of the beauty you can find in ugliness mm. and the ugliness you can find in beauty. And this was exactly the conversation that I had with Paul when doing this, 
the character work. Yeah. We were like, it's too easy to be like he's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's too easy. Yeah. He just finds beauty in other things. Yes. And the way he sold it, it messes with your audience. Because eh? I'm sitting there going, everything in me tells me I should hate this character. Yeah. But I'm going, I get it. And I ended up giggling. There was, there was one point where I couldn't stop giggling. And is that uncomfortable? You know that giggle that people get when your brain goes, I, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. Let me just give you a giggle. So it just gives you a giggle because it doesn't know how else to process what yeah. it's getting. And, and that was my giggle of mm. this should be dark. Mm. This should be ugly, but I get it. And this is, I can't believe I actually am on your side right now. Yeah. I shouldn't be on your side. It doesn't it make you sit and go, I'm wondering about Gaddafi and his background. I'm, I'm thinking about Osama and what kind of dad he might have been, <laughs> what kind of husband he might have been. You know what yeah. I mean? Don't you find yourself when you, when you look at the characters yeah. from Scorched going, huh, we think we know people and we dislike people. You know, she, uh, the one, one line, see, now I'm, you're making me quote the play. I think it's because I finally know some of the lines. <laughs> There's so many lines. Um, and she says, I, I will, I will happily, what's something like, I'll happily go in, into a crowd of those men and mm. blow myself up mm. so that I can shred them to the very marrow of their souls. Sure. And you know, if you don't watch the play, you won't sympathize with her. Yes. But and at that point, you'll be like, I understand. Go mm. do it. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. And it's an empathy that I don't think you can get in any other art any form. other art form, yeah. You can't watch a suicide bomber and be like, I get it. Go right. Do it. Right. Wow. Wow. How did you happen on Scorched? How did you find this piece? Well, actually, I was looking at a different piece and then Ashraf gave it to me. He was like, well, this is kind of the play I want to happen. <laughs> read it and see if you want to do it. And I read it that night yes. and I didn't put it down. I think I was reading till like one o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. And then the reveal that we won't reveal on the yes, station. Yes. I got to that point. And then I had to put the play down, walk around the house like three times and then come back and then read the rest. It was just, it was amazing. Guys, there's a mother ifa of a twist in this play. Like the kind of twist where the audience, we all looked at each other. You know, we're all looking at each other going, ha, ha. Like we, people in any live audience, even in comedies, we don't look at each other. We all focus on what we're doing and we want to go. We want to disappear. This one, the twist, guys. Literally, you had even grown-ass men responding like girls. You know, and people, huh? but what, 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 what just happened? Like, I've never seen an audience, this play is long, guys, but I've never seen an audience struggle to leave. Like, they struggle <laughs> to leave at the end of this play on some. That did not just happen. That did, oh, hey? <laughs> it's become our favorite part because we never expected that. Yeah. And then, because our first audience was in Grahamstown. Yeah. And it got to that point and the whole audience, like as one being was like, Oh, <laughs> and we <were> like, <laughs> so now it's like our favorite part. We're like, wait for it. Wait, wait for, for it. it. <laughs> awesome. Oh man. You guys have to go and see Scorched. Trust me. You will thank me mm. now, Jade. Every time on my show, I have a little section called Hugger Man. And in Hugger Man, I give one reason to hug a man 
that day. So we hugged different kinds of men. There have okay. been times we've hugged men, men who are nice to women. There have been days we've hugged men who change nappies. <laughs> so it's, it's anything. So what kind of man do you feel we should be hugging today? Sure. Hug a man mm. that is strong enough in his own masculinity that will support your femininity. Boom, bitches. That is the most... Uh, you see this girl. Eh? It's, uh, <laughs> this is a deeply thought out... This is an intellectual. <laughs> this is not just hug a man. This so if is, you see my husband, hug him. Yeah, this is um, <laughs> for the sapiosexuals out there. Yes. Say it again. They must hug a man who is comfortable... Comfortable in his, in his own masculinity mm, to support your femininity. femininity. Damn! We had this a hectic discussion today at work in the kitchen. You know those coffee kitchen mm. talks mm. about how uh, men who feel inferior if a woman, you know, is more powerful mm. or more independent mm. or able to, you know, make more money or whatever that is. Um, and then it feels like they it reflects bad on them as men. Yes. And I was like, no, we don't have time for men like that. <laughs> We don't have time. We don't have time. We don't have time for this. We have we have things to do. Yes. We don't have time. Don't for make your men. problems my problems. Exactly. Yeah. And so hug that man today. Aww. Hug that man. Hey, we're giving tight squeezes out there to those <laughs> men who are comfortable in their masculinity enough to celebrate a woman's femininity. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Jade Bowers. She is the director of Scorched. Please watch this play. And when you, once you've watched this play, get yourself a copy, own it, and read it. Because I... I Wait, the translation, because it had to be translated, Yeah, right? it was really did it, did written it, in French. Yeah. And then translated to English by uh, Linda Gaborao. Mm. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Mm. Um, it's also a movie. There's a movie? There's a movie. It's in French. In Sandy's. Uh, is there subtitles? Because I'll watch it if there's subtitles. I haven't watched it yet. Is I it? think it has subtitles. But then we're going to okay. watch it and we're going to judge it because your rendition well, uh, well, of it is amazing. I haven't watched it I don't it see yet, how they can so outdo what you did we'll with see. it though. Like, Well, I mean, it's a different art form. So no, I mean, but the poor guy's going to watch it, watch your play and then the, the guy who directed the movie and then he's going to see your play and he's going to wonder what he did with his life because then he's going to be like, yeah, but how is it that this play has captured what I couldn't capture in my movie? Because when I was watching it, funny mm. enough, I did think this would make an amazing movie. Mm. This is um, no, you're talented, like young lady. Oh, you're talented. When am I? So, what are you doing after Scorched? Uh, right. Well, a few things. I'm hoping to tour Scorched. Okay. We we looking into. You're taking my husband away from. Uh, that's the idea. Thank you for the break. I <laughs> Thank you. Longer sleep hours. <laughs> uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, looking at a new project for next year. Yeah. Um, maybe some old projects coming back. Is it? Can I audition? Yes. Give me your I can number. act. I can act. I'm not pretending like you can't. No, but people don't even try. <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah, but you're a comedian. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also a trained theater actor. Yeah, but you're funny. Yeah, but <laughs> I have a CV. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to come audition for you next. Do it. Then you can. Do then it. if I'm cuck, you just go tunes. Because like, <laughs> I feel like we go way back. You actually cuck. So don't, <laughs> don't, don't do this to yourself. It's okay. If you've ever seen me act, you'll understand. Yes, actually, I, I watched am... your interview. I laughed when you said you didn't get Dude, into the UCT drama. I'm such a bad actor. Because you couldn't act. That's why I just surround myself by these amazing people. I'm like, yeah, Are you living vicariously through the Completely, completely. Completely. 
I can't do it. I'm terrible. But uh, tell me about your, before we go, um, mm. I, I was curious about this. Your parents let you go and study the arts. Now, were you guys already a working class family, mm. middle class? Where were you? Because I also feel like, you know, families that are not rolling in it will mm. generally not very quickly support a child who says yeah. they want to go and do the arts. So to have a family, that's very special. To have a family that goes, you want to do the arts? We've got your back. Just yeah. study. Just make sure you've got your degree. You can well, do whatever that, you want. That was pretty much the thing. My my parents were always supportive of whatever I wanted to do. They were like, just go get a degree. Yeah. You know, as long as you got a degree... Shop. Yeah, you've proven that yeah. you're smart. You're not doing this because you didn't have a chance or you didn't have a choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was... Yeah. And they didn't say it's a backup plan. They went, just be educated. Just mm. make sure you're, you you understand what's happening around you. Completely. That's beautiful. Because, I mean, there's nothing I can't stand. Like, people who ask me, so what was your backup plan when you went mm. into the arts? I'm like, what do you mean? What was? What's a doctor's backup plan? Are they studying yeah. accounting while they're studying medicine in case medicine doesn't work out? <laughs> like, I've never understood mm. that. Well, I mean, it's a hustle. You know, we don't pretend that it's not a hustle. There are many unemployed but doctors out there, Chama. It's a hustle for everybody. Completely. I don't see why people must treat the arts like yeah. it's the one place where you're throwing your life away. That's because people don't want to pay for the arts. You must know this. But it's oh, for exposure. Exposure. To me, I know you've got all these audience and you've got so much experience. Yeah. But come come do a You'll show for us. Exposure. You'll get some exposure. All I need to do is stand in the sun. That's you all know? the exposure I need. <laughs> I don't need your exposure. The sun is there. I will stand in it without sunscreen. I'll be exposed. You know? So I think when people put value yeah. to the work that we do, yeah. those kind of stereotypes will fall away. Indeed. I know. Auntie, let us vote wisely. Let us vote, let us vote to uh, hopefully the benefit of future generations. Ne? Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, me, it is time for me to go and sip something stronger than tea. I will see you back here. Same time, same place, sipping tea. And hey, P.S., um, not to jump the gun, but <laughs> there might be news of a love bag situation happening between myself and some boring. Cliff Central. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.